He's the pride of Fairbury, an average Joe. Bill Dolman, the professor. I had a 6 ACT in 1967. One time I got an A and my grandma beat me for cheating. Now with Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tower 2 at Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Cotter Clark, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. The professor, Bill Dolman, in can watch the show, can check out this segment streaming the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. And, of course, Hale Varsity Radio, Twitter at HVarsity Radio. Uh, our friends at Husker Game Day tweeting out a question for all of us to ponder for the Big Ten Championship game. Who are you rooting for tomorrow? Three choices. One is Michigan. The other is Iowa. The third choice, a giant asteroid. <laughs> so Chaos. Chaos may be it. Good Bill answer. Dolman. Personally, can I just say? I've I've seen the effects of a giant asteroid had on the dinosaurs years ago. They, they, they were they they were smoking. It wasn't an asteroid. Right. I don't yeah. know. You didn't see Documented. the poster as a kid. Yeah, oh no, That's I did. Why they? Yeah. I, I think fake news. The real, though. The, the real reason dinosaurs are extinct yeah. is because they they fired up too many Paul Malls. I trust science, and I trust the fact that a giant asteroid hit somewhere mm. in the Gulf of Mexico, and that led to the extinction of the dinosaurs. You know what? If that's the risk we're running, like I'd rather have Michigan no. win a football game than, than go extinct. <laughs> than go goodbye. Bill, I want to get your take here. You uh, were Rush chairman. and Dan and glad, to, Dan meet glad to meet you. And, and I want your unfettered reaction to the fact there's a dead Bevo or was a dead Bevo on the lawn of an Oklahoma State fraternity farmhouse lawn at 630 this morning. Does that rank uh, on a top 1% of prank wow, or is it a 99 percentile in bad taste? Is that yeah, going too far? It, yeah, it's too, this, this is too far. I mean, look. <laughs> you're, you're like, yeah, it might be I've a little seen, too far. Look, I've seen a lot of things. <laughs> uh, I've heard the things that were done. Uh, never, of course, did I partake in anything during my fraternity days. Uh, like, uh, you know, that would be untoward. Hmm. Um, I mean, I was, no. Um, and I lived next to the Fidel house for Pete's sakes, as I think as I. So you saw farm but, animals. But they, they, this is messed up. No, however, whatever happened, you know, fraternity pranks are one thing, but they, they, this is a, this is a bit much. And I, I hope whoever gets caught with this gets busted pretty hardcore you know, I was thinking uh, when, about this when you sent the. Well, I read the story, then you sent the video. Thanks for nothing. Um, well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's documentation of a dead Bevo on someone's know, air know, quote lawn. Okay, but but to to marry that with one of the other big stories of the the weekend, and that's Nebraska and Creighton. Okay, when I was doing games for ESPN and the Big Twelve, one of the one of the people that I got to work with uh, several times. Um, for a couple of years when he was in television was former Creighton head coach, Tony Baroni. Right. And Tony had a cantankerous personality toward the media, shall we say. Um, and a lot of people didn't really want to work with, with him um, because they were afraid that, you know, he might have the same personality uh, as an analyst that he had toward the media when he was on the other side. I, he, I could not have had more fun and had more engaging dinners and conversation with somebody than those that I had with Tony Baroni when I would cover, uh, you know, usually the, the number three game in the Big 12. 
And the stories that he would tell about Texas A&M were, you know, were, were fantastic for one. And they were, a little they were a little unbe unbelievable, you know, if they hadn't been coming from somebody with such, you know, direct knowledge of them and oftentimes sort of first person. But the rivalry between Texas A&M and Texas often had some, you know, pretty amusing pranks that would cause, you know, absolute panic and chaos on those campuses. For example, when a Texas student stole Reveille, oh, the, the, the Texas A&M Collie, which, you know, caused, I mean, an absolute panic on the uh, Aggie cam campus <laughs> and amongst the core, there's a student who is assigned to take care of the dog 24-7. <laughs> Like the dog sleeps on the bed, the mm -hmm. the the corpsman sleeps on the floor. The dog goes to class. With, yeah, I mean all student. this. It's and a big this. honor, right? Get this: well, if the dog barks in class, the professor is required to let the entire class go early. That's the that craziest is, story about that collie. But yeah, I mean, it, it's. But I, I remember him telling me a story about how, like, the weekend that Texas A&M and Texas were playing in football, like you know the the Aggie uh, corpsman who had charge of the dog took the dog home with them, happened to live next door to a, a Texas student, and they let the dog out. Well, they let the dog out, and the Texas student kidnapped him. And it was, you know, just a total <laughs> horror on the uh, in college station. And they got the dog back, you know, and but... but for at for least Jimbo money, probably. At least they didn't terminate the dog. I was going to, mm -hmm. you know, come up with something far worse, you know, but... You know it, that that's that's kind of a harmless prank to a certain extent. Uh, had you know they not gone you know fatal attraction with the dog or something. <laughs> well, Bill, I mean, I, apparently they've done that with the with the, with the Longhorn. That, this this is bad. This is bad. This is really messed up to do whatever whoever did whatever they did. That's messed up. Well, so so Bill Connor was asking me during the break where you can find live Blue Jays. I assume you don't want to go there. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> Look, hey, my first my first concert was Ozzy Osbourne back in the 1980s, and that was shortly after the, the bat incident. Dove and the bat incidents. So uh, we were just waiting for that to happen at the Omaha Civic Auditorium. It did, didn't, though. But... Imagine Connor and Presro with live blue jay <laughs> going Ozzy I'll just Osbourne walk in on with it a, with a cage. Of Connor's going to be Presro with a live blue jay, just petting it, going pretty bird, pretty bird, pretty bird. Nebraska is going to bring out Joe Boo or something like that. Right, <laughs> And, and, live chicken. and someone's rum. Let's yeah. uh, let's get to Creighton, Nebraska. Mess. That is that is so messed up. In a moment, you know, what they did. We'll get to hoops, but I want to get your take on on Tony White and should he buy his uh, defensive staff Oris slash Rolexes from Rick Heyman? Well, with the contract of a of the raise to one hundred sixty thousand dollars a year, I think that you know he ought to do something. That's it's awesome that Nebraska bumped him up because that's a lot of money, right? 160 grand is that what they're paying him now? Uh, 1.6 million. Oh, million. Do your doctor evil. Million. Yeah, it's kind of amazing when you think that, you know, coordinators are making more than Tom Osborne made at the end of his career 25 years ago. Look, Nebraska, you know, in every aspect of what they do with their football program, it's it's all in. You know, the 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 building that they're finishing is going to be the finest building 5 years ahead of anything else that anybody else can build, right? When that's all said and done, Nebraska is going to be ahead of the game there. Nebraska was ahead of the game way back when they put big screens in 
uh, all of the various departments that they put in that others have followed with strength and conditioning and life skills and sports psychology, diet, nutrition, buildings. And now they're in on, you know, uh, pushing their, all their chips in on, on coordinators, just the way everybody else is. Uh, I, I, you know, the last, what, 24 hours, it's been Nebraska and, and USC. Um, I'd be surprised if he'd gone to USC. And I think if, you know, those dollars in California, I, I, I don't say that lightly. You know, $2 million as the, as the defensive coordinator at USC, those, that money is not going as far as a million six in Lincoln, Nebraska. And, and I think for him, it's a, it's a better financial and economic decision to stay in Lincoln, to continue to develop your reputation um, and set yourself up for next year. I, I, I equate this to Jeff Levy going from Oklahoma to Mississippi State this year, as opposed to last year, his name was bandied about for jobs like, you know, the ones that are open now, Nevada, James Madison, San Diego State. But he stuck around another year. Oklahoma improved dramatically from year one under Brent Venables to year two. He had Dylan Gabriel as a quarterback, and it's paid off. He doesn't have the premier job in the SEC, but he's got a damn good job in the SEC. And I think if Tony White, you know, really looks seriously at jobs next year or in two years when his three-year deal is up at $1.6 million, he set himself up for a, a, a job that's better than, a, you know, Indiana. That's all, you know, that just got filled the other day. I think Tony White's in line for something that is really, really special uh, down the road. So good on him and good on Nebraska to be all in with your chips. Bill, a thought as we shift to uh, Portal and the quarterback names keep kind of growing this Portal section and uh, plenty of time. I mean, there's signing day in December. There's bowl games to play. There's uh, U-Hauls to pack. Then there's also spring football, with which is another run uh, on guys leaving and looking for greener grass. Nebraska's position I, is going to be open-minded, fair to say, with quarterback. I think so. I think Matt Rule laid it out pretty well, and, and he sang the second verse of the song that Ryan Day, you know, was, uh, was harmonizing in Columbus, what, two years ago? And he said, hey – Lamenting that it costs $2 million to get a quarterback these days. Can you believe how bad that is? Which means we have $2 million to pay for a quarterback. <laughs> and I think Matt Rule, you know, grabbed that same songbook and said, hey, we're going to, if you want to have a quarterback, it's going to cost you a million to a million five or more to bring somebody in here. Are you prepared to do that? I do think, though, that what he is saying is look, I- I'm going to give Chubba Purdy and Heinrich Harburg every opportunity to improve over the next few months and prove that they should have the job. We're bringing in a guy that we believe is going to be a, a great uh, quarterback of the future. We're in on somebody in uh, 2025. <laughs> oh, my gosh, 2025 that we're very high on, and so is everybody else. Uh, and maybe there will be somebody who says, you know, I've got two or three years left, and I want to go back to Nebraska. And all that is possible. I don't think it's healthy for Nebraska to get into these uh, one-and-done uh, mercenary hire you know, for a guy who's going to come in here for one year. I, I, I don't I, – I agree with Matt Rule. I don't think that is healthy. I don't think the Sam Hartman from Wake Forest who invested four years in developing and then Notre Dame, you know, sends him off after a tearful three months in um, in South Bend. It's a little bit like O'Shawn Mathis. Nebraska played that game. Nice player and all. Um, and however much O'Shawn Mathis got for being here wasn't worth it. Um, 
So I, I do hope Nebraska is, is showing a little commitment to who they have and saying, look, we are going to be on the market and we are going to look, but we're not going to break our bank on one and dones. We're going to put our money in coordinators, okay? Uh, and that's what we're going to do. So good on Matt Rule to spell it out. I think people have an idea and an understanding of the game that he's going to play over the next few months. And if they land a good one, we'll be here for a couple of years. You know, good on them. But, you know, the guy from, Morgan, you know, uh, Ungalele going from Clemson to Oregon State, now shopping himself around again. I, I, that just, you know, it's that, that leaves a bad taste, I think. Bill, last thought here on football before we get your quick thoughts on Nebraska Creighton. If Nebraska does not get a port quarterback this offseason, how big of a disaster would that be in your mind? I don't think it's necessarily a disaster because I think if if you're going to develop, you want to be a developmental program. Chubba Purdy was a four-star. All you people who put your money in stars, you know, he was a four-star guy. So there, there must be some talent that they saw all those years ago. Otherwise, once again, recruiting is just kind of a crapshoot and it depends on who you want to listen to. But if they're going to develop a guy, they're going to show confidence in him. Why doesn't Purdy, you know, get you know, put the work in, get better, and he's the guy, or Harburg's the guy, although I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, and maybe Kalen comes in and wows them. Who knows? But uh, I think you give the guys who are here an opportunity. But I think they do have to get somebody, okay? I will agree with that. But don't go get the one-and-done mercenary. I don't think that does anybody any good. Bill, Thought on Sunday, your prediction for said game, and will we have seen a, an atmosphere like this at PBA since when? Well, to quote to quote uh, Mr. T in Rocky Three, mm-hmm. prediction pain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the vote of confidence. <laughs> you look, I, I think Nebraska's you know off to a great start. They've done everything they're supposed to do. Seven and zero. I think they've got confidence. I think that they have to be very, very pleased with the players that they brought in. Uh, Becca, Alex's brother, I think is I think he's a key to the game on Saturday. He and Williams. I know people are very excited about Mast, and they should be. What a what a weapon he's become. Uh, Tominaga is what sixty two percent from the floor since uh, coming back and sixteen points per game over the last four. So I, I think Nebraska's like relative term stars. Are, are playing pretty well right now. Gary's been great since he's come back. But I think it's going to be, you know, some guys that are going to do some blue-collar work against the Blue Jays that'll make a difference. I, I like what Alec – I think Alec brings to the floor in basketball what his sister brings to the floor in volleyball. It's personality, you know, and I, I think that uh, I'm looking forward to that. And keep this in mind, too. Nebraska's shooting free throws better now than I think I've seen him in 25 years. Mm-hmm. And they're shooting – uh, nine, they're making nine more a game, I think, than their opponents. So I think that's that's significant what Nebraska is doing at the line. Bill, last thought here about 60 seconds. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herville, Bill Dolman, Connor Clark are starting a basketball team. Draft a fifth player that would lead us to an intramural title. Uh, well, I could go across the hall right over there where um, uh, Amon Green is, yeah, is uh, hanging out, and I'm not sure he's any good at basketball, but damn it, we'd have a we'd have somebody in the marquee that uh, you know get might, get us, <laughs> might get us a little attention. I'm not sure if he can dribble very well, but he can sure carry the rock all right. Yeah, well, well ask him, and and all. Uh, I was gonna go like Patrick Ewing, but that works too. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I'm just he's he's, he's close. He's him, he's over there with his esports group. It's a little bit like King of Queens. You ever see that show yeah. where they had Lou Ferrigno living next door? Right. 
you know, it's like, yeah, I got Mon Green's my next door neighbor. You know, yeah, it's just kind of weird. Yeah, but he's over there with his esports uh, team. So I'll go ask him if he wants to play basketball. He might not be very good, but damn, it'd be fun to have him on the team. <laughs> Bill Dolman. Hey, dude, are you any good at hoops? <laughs> <laughs> we might kick ass at uh, NBA 2K or whatever those uh, e- e- those gamers play. I'm pretty good. Bill Dolman, yeah. at Bill Dolman on Twitter, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports, the professor. Bill, we'll see you on Sunday, man. Thanks for the time. Hi, right, boys. Go Big Red. All right. Good stuff from Bill Dolman. Jacob Padilla, get a check in on Nebraska Creighton on the way.